Welcome to Decapod, and we have reached a milestone that is 1992, and uh, a little bit of a spoiler, it's somewhat epic. There's one beautiful thing that happened in 1992 that we are going to be talking in depth and in detail about. In 1992, at Wembley Stadium, WWE brought SummerSlam. And Emma is going to be bringing all her wrestling knowledge as we delve into this. How are we doing today, Emma? All well? Uh, yes, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> this was never discussed. And all the agreements around, let's work together, let's do something. Yeah, we both like film, TV and music. You were quiet about Star Trek. I'll give you Star Trek because at least it's in the categories. But just this week, you slipped in football chats coming. And I detest football, and wrestling's not even a real thing. Neighbours Corey. <laughs> but, but our neighbours, and we've spoke about neighbours, they both have the same amount of realism. They don't have the... <laughs> we've spoke about, I showed, sent you the, the YouTube video of Neighbours Do Zombies, or whatever it was called, which is an actual thing, which is bonkers in itself. But but no, SummerSlam '92. Yeah. Well, well, what we'll do, we'll put it in the the, the year highlights. You know, when we give the little news beats of the year, we'll put it in there along with a little bit of Premier League talk. It'll only be twenty seconds, but it's relevant. It's <laughs> just yeah, it's not relevant it's to me. 90, and to be fair, I'd forgotten about it until one of our uh, one of the members from our epic Facebook group. Um, uh, decided to uh, to uh, comment and, and mention it. Yeah, he's on my watch list. So <laughs> now, as a result of that, what so. the Premier League is on your watch list? <laughs> is this going to go the same way as when you say you don't like horror, and then he's just going to start telling you about all this sport and football I'd, and wrestling? Um, well, the <laughs> no, I genuinely detest sport because I grew up in a household where, and the household, even though I don't live there, it's still exactly the same. My dad loves every sport, every sport. Um, so anything, um, bowls, darts, football, cricket, golf, and I think I had so much of it. As a kid, I just like no, I just I just hate all of it now. So you could get my dad on for the sports feature. He won't be able to help with wrestling, but he'll be able to help with football. Well, the thing is with uh, like sports is I I like the stories behind it. It's not always the actual sports, the stories. So just as a, a an example, a few years back when when Leicester won the Premier League, I love that because of the story of this team that used to be like nearly got relegated and then the next year won it it's like i like the story which is why i like wrestling because it's all stories and, well, and that's what i like well i like that story about leicester because it meant kasavian did a one-off gig call back to my most modern band i got into and they did a special gig at leicester stadium and i got to go to that and it was awesome and that's about as much as i will connect it to football so we're already seeing the football side of you. <laughs> okay. What are your overall thoughts on 1992 then in terms of epicness, in terms of scale from, you know, utter tripe to utter epicness? Hmm. It's, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid Robin Hood, Kings of Thieves. It's, it's a good year. That and- bad. <laughs> that good wow. um it's got it just 
just goes over 91 slightly. I just think the TV is a little bit more exciting. Not overly, but there's some good stuff in there. And um, I feel like we need trigger warning because, um, again, some great chat in the group and something that we're going to talk about, or I'm certainly going to mention in the TV realm, a few people in the group have said gave them some kind of PTSD <laughs> from watching it when it was aired. So trigger warning, there's some things that some listeners may find dredge up old feelings um also someone reminded me about a very harrowing storyline in neighbors so we might tackle that if i feel strong enough um because i had clearly blocked it i'd forgotten that as well but i mean i'm slightly intrigued that we're giving a trigger warning about a tv <laughs> program but not about some of the other stuff we've discussed on previous shows including <laughs> your fetish for foxes called robin only <laughs> only one just one there's only one Fox Robin Hood. So you have a 100% Fox Robin Hood fetish. But just, you just said called Robin. I didn't want it to be all foxes called Robin. That's all. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. But no, 1992 was, I, I was impressed with 1992. I really, and it, I really liked 1991, uh, as anyone who listened to, to last week's show will, will be able to attest. But I felt this was on a, another. I don't think I was looking back at what we spoke about. I wasn't quite as endeared with it all as you. Um, I think you gave the films a ten out of ten, and I said nine. And you were a bit more in love with the TV than me because I just thought there was too much dross in there. Uh, whereas this one, I, I, I can see a significant difference. And I think we may we may have uh, jumped in a bit quick with the ten, nine and tens there. Yeah, I'm I'm quite worried about my uh, my scoring. I've been far too generous because I know it continues to get better as this decade goes on so we are going to have to go up to 11 we're going to have to spinal tap it well yeah we'll just do it out of 15 we'll just keep going (laughs) I can do my my wrestling Dave Meltzer story again great have you forgotten that already yeah okay well I can do it again then lovely that's twice I've made a spinal tap reference and you've gone Ridden straight past it. I've never seen. I've never seen. <gasps> well, it's the wrong decade, so we won't mention it anymore. Um, I'll put. It, I'll put it in research for uh, research purposes. That's what I'm doing at the minute. Whenever I see any comments and posts on stuff, I'm like doing a hashtag research on it, thinking I'll go back and click on that, and it'll turn me to it. But of course, hashtag research is used widely, <laughs> not just on films <laughs> from the eighties. You're probably getting back into like the crustaceans bit. I bet they're popping back up <laughs> using that as well. There's another podcast called Decapod. Shh. No, it's, it's not the <laughs> full name. It's called, I think it's called Decapod, uh, not a hyphen. It's the, the, Does it uh, say crustaceans, not decades? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it said bittersweet crab. <laughs> and we're getting them on. <laughs> no, I think they'd stop. Uh, doing it in 2020, like the start of 2020. So I think we're all right. Okay. Well, it's just, yeah, we'll keep us on the down and low and hope they don't spot us. I don't think they can source because we're not, we've not got the full, we're not calling ourselves like the bittersweet, you know, bittersweet prunes. We're just going with <laughs> Decapod. Always so, prunes, always prunes, not prawns. If they decide to sue us, we'll just put a hyphen in. Okay. Problem solved. Fiendish. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. 
Right, now I have to say Decapod TM <laughs> every time as well. Uh, right, well, quick then, on to um, music. And it's, a, it's an exciting year. So I think we, again, because we swap, like, we don't really tell each other details, but we do kind of go, oh, gosh, this is, like, really good this week. And I think we both kind of went, we threw our top ten out the window for music because there was just so much stuff. So we just basically just wrote lots we- of songs down. We did, but I also had time on my hands today, and I, I spent approximately 47 minutes breaking down a top 10. Oh, okay. You're that guy. You're that guy that pretends he didn't revise, and then the day of the exam, actually I did, um, I did quite a lot. Well, I've just got one that is so um, dear to me that I've highlighted it with pink highlighter. Yeah, there you go. We didn't give any away, just to see. So I've literally got one that shall rule over them all. Mine's got a star next to it. I didn't do a highlighter. Oh, you've got an all-time absolute. I wonder if it's the same one. There's That'd be no interesting chance. because I've also got one for the films and one for the TV. As in an overall favourite? As in uh, a legendary status. Uh, oh, I don't <laughs> God status coming up. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to be this. I think potentially we could have the same one or... I know if you had to pick your top film, it could potentially have the same film, I suppose, because uh, it's mine's not an obscure choice like it often is. Um, the TV, probably not, but the song, I am going to guess that we don't have the same song. And also, like, coming up with mine, mine is connected to a bit of a bizarre crush I've got. I've still got it as well, so um, that's... that's... It could be. <laughs> you know some of my crushes. So. <laughs> it it, <laughs> it could anyone. well be, yeah. So right, right. Do you want to do you want to kick us off with some? Are you what are you going to do? Are you just going to go for your with your nicely polished top ten that you um managed to find time to prepare, or just going mishmash? Well, I'll, I'll go for my top ten, uh, and and as I hit the ones that you have on yours, um, you can just shout and say yes, wise choice, Terry. Okay. Okay, so uh, the first one I'm going to mention is one that isn't very good, but it really sticks in my brain. And when it popped up, it were like, "Ooh, that's that's wholly inappropriate." And it's the the Ebenezer Good by yep. the Shaman, which was actually put forward, uh, admittedly after I'd wrote and dipped down um, by uh, Robert Far. Oh Jesus, sorry, Rob <laughs> Farqua Farka Farka. Yeah. It, yes, he did tell oh me, God. and I'd forgotten. Um, uh, and yes, that was um, very interesting song because it, there was all the rumours at the time. One it? it was actually about ease being good, and then it turned out that it, that was the case. He admitted it later that it, it actually was that. But we didn't know that as kids. I just no. thought it was hilarious. Go, anyone got any salmon? Just thinking it was this weird random song. So yeah, it blew my mind when uh, when that came out. Yeah. Uh and I remember just like running around like an absolute doylem, uh, <laughs> thinking it was brilliant. I think it's running out house to it. I mean, how old would I have been 1992? I'll ask this question every time. 92 or 10. That can't be right. I must have been 10 in 93 because I, I was zero in 82. I was one in 83. I, what? 
I don't know. We've we'll been do working out wrong all this time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you were really impressed with me the other day when I was like, yeah, you left school on this year. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I, nine or ten. Um, so yeah, I'd have been happy running around like an idiot then. Uh, I've also got the song by Mr. Big to be with you. Yes. Is that on your list? It is somewhere. This is where it really helps to just not have scored everything. It's definitely, it was definitely in my conscious um, when I did this. Nothing particular to say about that song. It's just really lovely. And it's I, when I sing in the car. I was going to say, it is one of the best songs to sing top of your lungs to. Um, yes. Um, and there's not much else to say. I agree. You can probably tell by my voice that I can't do much top of the lungs right now. You're doing too much of it. Yes. Um, I'm going to have to stop researching songs. I'm going to put all the music on you for next week. Uh, I've also got one of the greatest songs of all time. These are in order, by the way. I'm leaving the the ultimate song to last. Um, Oh, I'm very much looking forward because I'm I'm going to take a guess. I don't know. I don't know if I want to guess or not. Maybe I won't say it. Maybe I'm just going to put... I'm going to put a cross... (laughs) next to the song that I think is your ultimate song. Right. Okay, and we'll see if I'm right. But anyway, one of the greatest songs of the decade, of all time, that most people massively underrate because it's brilliant, is I Can't Dance by Genesis. (laughs) It's on my list. It is on my list. And they do that stupid, like, jaggedy dance, that jaggedy walk thing as well. Wow, it's nice to be in your company because no one else ever likes Genesis. That's not the reason why it's nice to be in my company. Oh. It's nice to be in my company because I'm just a lovely human being. There is that as well. Yeah. And that song was when I was, um, I'm doing a wife reference, when I was miming dance to my wife the other day, so if you guess what song I was doing, that was the only one she got (laughs) because I did the dance. Okay, uh, also, uh, we have Billy Ray Cyrus and Achy Breaky Heart. Yeah, that didn't make my notes. That's poor on your part, <laughs> I'm afraid. That's a great that's a great song to sing as well. I just think of line dancing and it makes me want to vomit a bit. Do you remember the Woolpackers? When will the yeah. Woolpackers come in? <laughs> that's got to be. <laughs> that's got to be some point. Late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Oh, um, I like a bit of line dancing. Um, I'll, I'm just taking these off as we go. Uh, oh, another top song. Oh, man, I've forgotten how many good songs I had in my list, which is generally most of them. That's why they're in my list. It must be Love by Madness. Yes. And this one, like, didn't make it into mine because it wasn't in, like, my Spotify things. And I think I put something into Google and it came up. And that is the song that made me sort of fall in love with Madness. Madness are the first band I ever went to see live. Okay. That looked very impressed by that. Well, that was no, quite I, exciting for me. It was exciting. I'm just every time you tell me that <laughs> you see someone live, I realize how much of a sheltered life I've lived. I need to go start seeing bands. <laughs> well, madness is still going. So yes. they still they always say it's when I went to see them when I was 17, it was their farewell tour. <laughs> and they're still gigging now, so you'll be fine. They did take a massive break though, then, didn't they? What? Well, because it performed to me. I mean, no, yeah. No, not because of. That. <laughs> How do you know? I think they're well, they might have done. Maybe they. I'm going to say they fell out. But maybe they fell out over you. Maybe I don't know. Um, I don't know if this is controversial. It could be controversial, but it's the best song by this band, which is uh, "Deeply Dippy." 
I right, said Fred. Also, and I would um, 100% agree that I think it's superior. And something else that came up, but it must have also come out in 1992 by them, was Don't Talk, Just Kiss, which yep. is also a good song. And I was amazed because like, I swore they only had two. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very excited. This is how I... Um... How can I put this? It's how I managed to break down my list to get a top 10 was I made the rule of I can't have more than one song by one band. Uh. So uh, I couldn't put two in by right, said Fred. Um, or by other groups that may appear. Oh, <laughs> spoiler. Um, we've also got uh, the, the the man, the myth, the legend of Michael Jackson, Heal the World. Oh, so that, that didn't come up for me at all. You're, you are currently speaking to the king of research. Yeah. Assuming the that is, this happens. Well, assuming it is 1992. We are doing 1992, <laughs> right? Yeah, actually, yeah. I'll do a little fact check on you. Because <laughs> I've, I've made that mistake before. Yeah, uh, that that was probably, not now, but at the time, when probably up until I was a bit older, obviously, uh, it was probably my favourite Michael Jackson song. Yeah, it's mine's um, Man in the Mirror. See, for me, it's Billie Jean. I like Billie Jean. But at the time, I don't know why, but I can remember as a kid that being the one that I liked above all else. Even though I wasn't the biggest Michael Jackson fan, I kind of grew into it, but that I don't know why that stuck out for me. Mm. Okay, we then have uh, House of Love, East 17. Right, so this, when this came on, I am. this is when I text you to go... This is the best year. Oh my god, this music, the music just goes off. I forgot that this would have been out then. Um, and I sang this very loudly in the shower. It was the first song that came off on the playlist I found as well. So after you text me that, I thought I'm gonna go check this. And that one like, yes, you are correct. Okay, so that is eight. Uh the ninth one would be by the, the boy band of all boy bands, which is take that and could it be a magic? Yeah, that was on my list as well. And, you know, letting, letting Robbie have a little sing. God love him. And that wasn't at the top of the tree for you. No. I would have said that one, but only because that would be second on my list. And I don't think you've got the same one. But maybe you have. Maybe we're about to find out that you have chosen the song of Epic Proportions. And obviously, if you haven't, you're incorrect, but whatever. It's... Um, I've, oh, I can't read my own writing. <laughs> God gave rock and roll to you by Kiss. Oh no, no, it's not. It's not even on my list at all. It's what? <laughs> it would be. It just didn't come up in any playlists. It would have been. I love it. I love Kiss. We don't need to fall out. It's right. It just didn't. Come up. It looked like you're about to go stop recording. Well. <laughs> I mean, I had a moment. It's like the I'd, I I'll be honest. I'd kind of forgotten that song until it came on. Like, oh, I love this song so yeah. good. Ninety-two. I, I wouldn't have. I would have get anything like that. I'd probably have guessed in eighties. But yeah, I would have said eighties. Yeah, it's just such a yeah. Again, check it. But whatever. Um, but yeah, such a good tune, and it's one of them. I'm crap at lyrics. Um, for any song, I'm crap at lyrics. I think I know the lyrics to. To three songs. We've discussed one of them being Scatman John already. <laughs> God gave rock and roll to you. And the other one, I've forgotten the name of the song, but it's to take that one that Robbie Williams sings, not Could It Be Magic, the other one, when he sings about cheating on women. Oh, dear me, I can't remember what it's called now. But yeah, there's one. So I know the Luke's drum, but I don't know the name. 
but yeah, that's my that would be my not necessarily a top ten as in my favorite songs, but for what I would consider the most significant slash a memorable slash favorite song from nineteen ninety two. Good choices. Um, not too many additions from me. Um, I'm, one of the first notable ones, and like the lyrics, I felt like I need to talk about some problematic lyrics I discovered when I was um, doing my listen. So, for whatever reason, I drove all night by Roy Orbison was in the charts in '92. I'm guessing it's on a it's in a film that came out, and that's why. But there's the lyrics in that song where he goes, "I crept in your room." Is that all right? No, <laughs> no, it's not. That's that's that. It's just a bit creepy, isn't it? Well, that's a bit like um, "Every Breath You Take" in it by Sting. Yeah, I hate that song. I love it, but it scares me a bit. It's horrible. I like. Well, not. I'll correct myself. It's not the the, the lyrics that I like. It's not the song. It's the the, the tune. It's a very uh, good mu- piece of music. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to brace yourself for the eighties because I think the police are one of the most overrated bands of all time um but thankfully we can park that in the 80s chat <laughs> um, so i had that and yeah they those kind of dodgy lyrics they they kind of jumped out at me i also had um everything about you by ugly kid joe and that is another song that is so satisfying yes. to sing yes i would agree with that um and I, that's one i missed otherwise that would have been on my list because it is one of my Favourite songs of all time. <laughs> I had a different Genesis song. So they must have just brought an album out that year. Um, and I had Hold On My Heart. Hold On My Heart. It's um, Collins, one of his most ballady goodness. Uh, yeah, I just really, I just think that's a really nice song. Um, we've um, overlooked another song that was in the charts for many, many weeks. And that was Stay by Shakespeare's sister. Mm-hmm. Um, that one is super fun to sing, probably not very fun to listen to someone sing because there's that very, very high bit. Um, and me and my friend used to take it in turns to, to be Marcella, and I've forgotten the name of the other lady. Um, yeah, and, and I had that album. and Oh, yes, it's a very good album. What happened to them? Um, no idea. But we could probably sell it to about 90% of the people we speak about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I expected you to know. What's what's Shakespeare's sister up to now, Tell? Why don't you know? Um, oh, yeah. So Save the Best for Last got written out because this reminded me of a time when adverts really like <laughs> forefront in pop culture. So if you hear that song, you must think of gravy, yeah? Yeah. Yes. That was that was that was. <laughs> Although I must have, I must yeah. admit, when he started saying that, you threw me. He said, "Save the best for last." So I thought you were going to say a different song. <laughs> I've saved the best for last. It's this. I only caught on to what you were saying <laughs> slightly after. I promise that I'm going to get mildly more interesting uh, as this goes on because I'm going to peak when I get to my highlighted in pink song. So a couple more that sort of maybe so two to sort of really call that because there was that one. But then also I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yes. Uh, was 92. And again was another it was in the charts for most of the year, wasn't it? It was number one for most of the year. Um and I recently so a little factoid. I think everybody knows who wrote that song. Oh Dolly. 
Yeah. Um, so I was um, listening to an interview with her and Brené Brown, um, one of my heroes, and she calls her house, her like massive estate, the house that Whitney built because it basically paid for that. And I was like, that's so cool. So I had that. So I feel like I'm not going to like, oh, no, I've got one more before because I really want to be able to just do the thing. So also Mr. Loverman. Um, just so because that is like really pleasurable. So like, Mr. Loverman, shove up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the thing I like about the shabbers is is like shabba, and then she goes, Mr. Loverman, and then that sexy lady goes, Shabba. <laughs> and that's that's another song that's very good fun to do all the parts to. So I mean, just to clarify, the, the song that I have as being the best song of 1992 and uh, of epic proportions is not on your list at all. And the song <laughs> that you have as being the best song of 1992 is not on my list at all. No. Oh, there you go. So, my ultimate song, and I knew it would be. I knew it would be around this time. Um, and I do have a massive crush on this man. It is a man, and I love. It's another one that I like to sort of act. And actually, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll do a call to arms after my ultimate song is "Ain't No Doubt" by Jimmy Nail. Yeah. <laughs> disappointment the disappointment I love him I love him I think he is just I just think he's super sexy and I don't know what it is about him I don't want to see any pictures of what he looks like now so please don't send them to me but I want to sort of put a request out there would anybody listening like to get in touch and duet this song with me on TikTok (laughs) they can be Jimmy and I will be the girl, and I would really like that. So I've got one wish. <laughs> or, or if anybody makes it, so Jimmy Nail comes and duets with me, not necessarily on TikTok, or just some way that he comes into my life and we can sing this song together, I'll be very happy. New way, pet? I didn't know. <laughs> I He's here admit- now. <laughs> People on the podcast is a surprise guest. Howie. <laughs> um, I have to say that I think if you'd have given me, I don't know, 37 guesses, I won't have gone for Jimmy Nail. And I know that you've got some very odd tasting fellas, including a particular fox. But, um, <laughs> but no, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gone. I know we all crushed from 1992 is it's Jimmy Nail. And I've no I, I don't even recall that song. I remember skipping it when you it don't came on. The song. Well it came on and I just skipped it. The only oh. Jimmy Nail song I can recall is uh Crocodile, Crocodile Shoes. Shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's coming up in 94. So we get to have well, another Jimmy mention then. <laughs> we get to have another Jimmy. <laughs> I get to do my impression again, like (laughs) yes. I mean, it's more Paul Gascoigne, isn't it? That really, yeah. So football reference again for you, and you noticed it. So we're going down that route again. Well, well, yeah. I mean, yes, I recognise one of the most famous footballers of all time. Don't spoil it for me. I thought I'd got a a crafty little insult in there, and you've ruined it. (laughs) Don't spoil my insults towards you, Emma. That's what I'm here for. 
<laughs> destroying my insults. Yeah. Okay. And your spirit and your soul. Well, I mean, two out of three, bud. <laughs> oh, when's that coming out of the 80s, won't it? Or 70s, even. What? No, two out of three, ain't bad. What's that? Meatloaf song. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, he's he's coming. He'll be coming soon. <laughs> yes. There's a big, big song for him. Oh, was that already? Have we already done that? Was that 90? No, we can't. No, no it, was, it was later than that. Um, it's got to be. I think it's ninety three or ninety four. It's got to be because I wasn't. At, I wasn't at high school. I had to be primary school for that. So it's got to be yeah. next couple of years. Exciting. I hope we're thinking about the same song because <laughs> I could be thinking about anything here. <laughs> We've established. I could this. be thinking about Jimmy Nail. I probably that will be something. I probably am mostly thinking about Jimmy Nail when I'm speaking on most subjects. I think that we can finish the 90s with a, like a top 10 of, of Emma's. Oh, <laughs> yes. Now, men. This so is a top 10 I can get behind. Yes. So you have David Baddiel. <laughs> uh, you'd have uh, Rick Mail. Yeah. You'd have. You'd stick Aid in there as well, to be fair. Adrian Edmondson. Yeah. I mean, that's not the highest endorsement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick him in there. Whatever. You know. Um, Jimmy Nail's in there. Who else have we said so far? And wow, like Curveball, Robbie Williams. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford. Oh, yes. Uh, the Fox from Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, so it's so quite a, a varied list. Some even use two I... legs. <laughs> I can't afford to be choosy, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, but I think you can go above, like, a wild animal. Oh, was the other one? Jarvis Cocker. Oh, yes. This is... Um... This is lovely. So, yeah, that's quite a good list you've got there, Emma. I'm very excited. I might laminate it. And we're only on 1992. Yeah. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be a long... It's going to be a big piece of paper. There's a lot of crushes, like, a lot. I think so far, my the ones I've mentioned are David Duchovny. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. Um, who was the one from Dirty Dancing? Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze and Gillian Anderson. Yeah. And um, Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Yeah. Oh, Isla, sorry. And, um, oh, was she born last year that I remember? Uh, not actually last year. <laughs> Sick. Um, at last year, I was in 1991, Margot Robbie, Robbie Margot, yeah. the way around it goes. Yeah, Robbie Margot. Yeah, she was... Um... clearly more fussy than you. Yeah, well, you you can afford it. I can't. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Right, before I get all morose <laughs> and go off on a sort of... Start adding even worse people to my list. Um are we heading to TV land next? Because we like to, to end on a film. Or do you want me to sort of punctuate this with some births? There's only two births and one death that's notable. But quite excitingly, one of the births links to one of your song choices. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, Miley Cyrus right. was born, um, daughter of 
Billy Ray Cyrus oh, of your old blind dancing. I'd forgotten tune. that and so you said it. Yes, she was. Oh, she yeah. is, not was. Is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was one that I had. And the other one that I noted down was Cole Sprouse. Now, um, he's important for the 90s if you were a fan of Friends because he's one of the twins that played Ben. You might be overstating the importance. <laughs> Well, it depends how much you like Friends. Well, it depends how much you like Ben. <laughs> There's annoying little shit. That's really golden. Um, yeah, so that's who he is. Do you want the death? Go on, let's get him out of the way. <laughs> the death for 1992 that stood out to me was Benny Hill. Oh. See, you always make it sad. You never like say, oh, Saddam Hussein died this year. It's oh. never like a tyrant. It's always some like national treasure. Well, um, I've got like an embarrassing thing about Saddam Hussein because he's got the same birthday as me or had the same birthday as me. And I've always been a bit like, no, oh, there's him. And Howard from Take That's got my birthday. Well, I mean, that's better than when I thought you were going. I thought you were going to say he's on your list. <laughs> oh, my that would be well, a bit. you know, he died. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, I'm going to recover from the morbid morbidity, morbid. Well, that word that, that you've just brought, and I'm going to I'm going to lift the mood with oh, with the the epic go. news and the epic event of 1992, which was SummerSlam 1992, and WWF brought their their summer extravaganza over to Wembley Stadium with a packed out Wembley Stadium, which at the time I believe was a record crowd for a WWF event. And I mean, I'm not going to run through all the matches, you know, I could do, but I won't. I'll leave it. I'm going to mention two because two uh, Macho Man Randy Savage did square off against Ultimate Warrior, uh, and I think Warrior won by countdown. But Randy Savage, one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. Stop fiddling about with something. Pay attention to what I'm saying. This is important stuff. I thought this stuff. was the moment that I can have a little break. Sorry, I'm, no. I'm 100% listening. But the real reason I'm mentioning this is because it is significant in 1992 in terms of a news event because uh, the main event at Wembley Stadium in front of 80 or 90,000 people was the British Bulldog against Brett the Hitman Hart when the British Bulldog won the Intercontinental Champion. And that was like the first time that had happened abroad. And it was a quite a big event and I wasn't there. Um, you probably were. Begrudgingly. <laughs> 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 But yes, in one of the greatest matches of all time. So, so there you go. We've got a, a little bit of wrestling trivia. Was he um, was he actually British? Yes. Um, <laughs> his name was David Boy Smith. Right, his actual name was David Boy Smith. And the reason why he was called David Boy Smith is because his dad wrote the boy on the wrong part of the birth certificate, <laughs> so he became called David Boy Smith, and he oh was actually God. British. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. How he went on to become a wrestler. Oh, there's that look. It took a bit longer to get that look today. That's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I will bring in a little bit of wrestling trivia every year, but I'm going to bring that big, the big wrestling note there. So TV, I'm looking at this. I'm, my first thought is, how many people are going to make it off this list onto Emma's list? How many- <laughs> Do you want to do your TV first? I'll do one of my TV facts, though. With <laughs> so it was a TV fact that really jumped off the page at me. 1992 was the year the Adult Channel launched. Oh. In that old um, 20-minute freebie. <laughs> I sure am familiar with this. 
everybody is if anyone pretends that they're not then they're lying because everybody has watched that 20 minute freebie at least one point in their life <laughs> but no no one on my list that I can think of that was uh, in the adult channel um other things that I see I I'm not going to say one I'd written something down and I thought that would be your big headline so I'm not going to say it because I wouldn't want to ruin it for you um one of the big storylines in Neighbours was an incest storyline between um, Lucy Robinson and Glenn Donnelly, who didn't realise they were half brother and sister. Um, and actually, I read that they took quite a few of the episodes down in the UK because of that um, theme. Um, also, the year that Susie Dent made her first ever appearance in Countdown. Oh. Hannah's been on it ever since. That's quite cute. Um, I'm not going to read out the one that's to do with the trigger warning because I kind of want to focus on that towards the end. Jules Holland, late with Jules Holland started. Um, between the Lines, um, which would have been the the police drama of the day, always makes me smile because my dad used to call it Between the Sheets uh, because like, everyone's copying off of each other. Before we move on, later with Jules Holland. I've got that on my list. And... I would have said that Jules Holland would have made your list. Did Jules Holland not make your list? My special list. Your special list. Oh, no, right. Oh. For many reasons. Uh, one, he looks very short, and I am five foot nine, um, and that would not be compatible. I'm very superficial, very superficial person. That's That will, that will come out as this goes on. Um, and I think he looks like a twat. Can I say that? I mean, <laughs> I you can that. say that. You've said worse on this show. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Um, interesting. I know it's not, but um, <laughs> edit that. <laughs> he was, um, he was on the young ones once. Oh, and um, one of the bands. I'm gonna have um, to revisit that. Yeah, uh, but no, no, not on my list. I hate that show actually. Um, <laughs> um so moving swiftly off for me. Um, few more notables for me El Dorado <laughs> started in 1992 I don't know if it lasted much into 1993 um, and sort of UK people will really remember that as the most terrible soap of all time um, we've also got Men Behaving Badly um, starting that year and it would have been with Harry Enfield for yep. that first year before they brought in oh so before they brought in uh, Neil Morrissey who is on my list I, um, I guessed at Neil Morrissey as oh, well so that's right it's not too bad at minute yeah. but did you prefer in, in not in terms of looks but in terms of um, the, the show, did you prefer with Harry Enfield or Neil Morrissey? It, does, it, it didn't make any sense with Harry Enfield at all. Um, we bring Tony in and he's kind of like got that good looking, but he's a dope and still a bit pathetic. That just made it, that made it all the funnier for me. So love Harry Enfield. He, he just wasn't meant to be in that show. Mm. Um, and Ab Fab. Yep. For 92 as well. Um, a massive, massive fan of Abfab when that came out. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of like my highlights I'm going to mention through fear of spoiling anything for you. All right, well, I'll go through mine because I can guess the, the one that you mentioned, the trigger warning about. Uh-huh. Um, so I'll come back to the last, if I've guessed correctly. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure I will have. Uh, also, 1992 was 999. Oh my god, that traumatized me as well. The nine and nine lifesavers. Yep. 
Yeah, so the one episode that I always go to was the guy that got stuck in a lift and he had a panic attack. And for some reason, he tried to crawl out of the lift and he like went through the mechanism of the lift. Oh, God, and it, it was horrendous. And there was the guy that had a car crash and a pole went through him. I don't know why I was watching that show. It was horrendous. See, what's interesting for me is the ones you remember and the ones <laughs> I remember, because what I remember is the man that got stung by a bee. And I can just remember them giving you advice on use the back of a knife to get the stinger out of your hand. That that's the sticks in my head. Maybe that's where I'm, you know I'm not traumatized by horror in the same way that you are. But bee stings, no. I don't remember the bee one. I think hopefully I just I think actually that might maybe that was a tactic to make me go to bed. Let me watch one episode because I distinctly then remember if that. That kind of, that would make me go. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm not going to stay up late. I don't want to watch it. Maybe that was a tactic. Crafty parents. Mm. Um, I also have down heartbeat. Oh, I didn't have heartbeat. Um, but <laughs> I've been I've been to watch that be filmed. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, Nick Berry. No. Okay. Smarmy. Uh, also from 1992 is a Brian Connolly show. Was it? Yeah. As in just a puppet. Yeah. And the septic peg. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Uh, I don't do many impressions, as we're aware. <laughs> but when I do, they're epic. Yeah. New Whippet. Um, <laughs> and also uh, from 1992 was A Touch of Frost. Yes. I, I had written that down, but I felt like I'd gone in with a lot of big hitters. Never seen it, though. What? <laughs> I've never seen it. Well, there's your homework. It's brilliant. <laughs> I would really like it. I only really got into crime stuff in the last 10 years or so. So at that point, it would have really scared me for a long time because it was about solving crime and stuff. But yeah, I would, I'd love it now. Uh, we also have uh, Games Master, which was 1992. Yeah. We've kind of touched on so Games Master already, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did yeah. mention that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned that you met him and he was you bored him to sleep, I think. <laughs> That's what it looks like in the photograph I've got with him. Now, I reckon from this next one, there's probably going to be a few that are potentially making your list, uh, which is Gladiators. Was that 92? I hope so. Um, yeah, it, do you know what? It's really weird. So my my family were a bit snobbish towards ITV. So there was okay, never snobbish towards ITV. I'm not watching that channel with the adverts. No, they did. My dad was always a bit like, it's not quite as good as BBC, though, is it? So anything like that, I would have had to watch in my room. Uh, so yes, liked Gladiator, but was probably sat in the living room watching whatever was on on BBC One at the same time. Um, I remember Wolf. Wolf was. Uh... Yeah, it was brilliant and also complete nuncy. <laughs> um, also, oh, yes, well, we can definitely mention one of my crushes and still looks as good now, which was Jet. Well, yeah, I was about to say, you're the first man I've ever spoken to to recall gladiators and go, I remember Wolf. <laughs> I mean, like, it shows, it shows where my priorities are. It's yeah. like when we eventually get onto Game of Thrones, I'll talk about the dragons before the breasts. It's these priorities. Oh, we... I, 
I've never seen Game of Thrones. Well, you've got plenty of time. Don't worry. I'm not watching it. <laughs> but dragons. <laughs> but it just, do you know why I won't watch Game of Thrones? It looks too cold. And it. <laughs> That's in temperature. Yeah. Like, well. It looks really snowy. And I'm sure it was like really snowy. And like one guy was bare chested. And I just, that made me feel weird. So I don't want to watch it on that basis. Because it looks cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that maybe the dragons warm them up. I don't know, but it looks cold and boring. Are you uh, are you ready for this segue I'm about to do? Uh-huh. This is going to be a segue of epic proportions, right? Right. Because if you were cold, yeah, I can understand that. You'd be cold, so you'd need something to warm you up. And the pipes in the house would warm you up, wouldn't they? <laughs> Yes, which, they would, but which, they'd scare me. Yes, because where would you find pipes, Emma? <laughs> On Ghost Watch. The greatest TV programme possibly of all time. Yeah, so I'm definitely in the it traumatised me um, greatly. I, I wonder if this is what kind of woke up your horror fandom, maybe. did you Do you remember watching it on the night it was broadcast? Yes, and my parents made it worse for me. And I didn't realise this till years later, when I probably in my 30s when I watched it again, because they they saw how scared I was getting, because it was scary as yeah. crap. Yeah. And they saw how scared I was getting. So they sent me to bed early. So I never found out it was all <gasps> fake. So I literally spent the rest of my life <laughs> thinking oh. it was real. I just um, assumed this program had gone wrong on live TV. Oh, uh, yeah, because you didn't stay in through to the end. It was only the next day anyway. So you didn't gain anything by sticking with it. No, but it you knew it wasn't went... real. It kind of showed you at the end in terms of like there being end credits and all going a bit too crazy. It was obvious it wasn't real. But up until the end bit where the whole um, studio went a bit bonkers, it was real. Yeah. Uh... I remember um, the only bit that lightened the mood for me was when they started having people phone in and it was obviously fake people. And one guy went, and he was a Geordie actually. <laughs> one guy went, and I remember this really clearly. He was like, oh, I can't do the accent though. And he if like, you whisper what it is, I'll do it back to you. <laughs> well, he said, uh, he said he was sitting there and he's, Pickled onion sandwich <laughs> flew across the room, and that was it. And that really made me laugh. That and I must have been a comedian that was doing the voice or something like that because it was really funny. But I, I don't like ghosty stuff anyway. Um, that that just in general, maybe maybe from that. But I also remember. Can you remember this bit where? And it, <laughs> this is where my mum made it worse. It was panning the camera was panning across the bedroom and it panned. And just as it got towards the end, it went back really quickly because something had appeared just as it was about to sort of finish that kind of pan of the room. And I remember my mum going, oh, no, there was something in the corner. And I was like, oh, what was it? Oh, no. And it was, um, yeah. And I remember like, I really had to sort of persuade my parents to say, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be funny. I'm not going to get scared by this. I got absolutely petrified. And I remember when it like 
finished for the finished its broadcast and then they used to put like a freeze photo of a film that was coming up next because they would have like a teeny tiny bit of news and then go and then coming up next is nightmare on elm street and there was this massive picture of freddy krueger <laughs> was like literally the last image just saw before i went to bed that night as well yeah it, the the stuff of absolute nightmares and i didn't really talk i think i maybe gave it large in the playground like yeah yeah it was fine didn't really talk about it and then it got mentioned when i was at um secondary school but like really really much older and some guy just kind of went do you remember that ghost watch and i was like oh my god i'm so glad someone's <laughs> mentioned it and it was like this release and therapy to talk about it i um i bought the dvd a few years ago and um, that's when I watched it again and realised that it was, you know, watched it to the end. And I don't know how long it is, but say it's an hour. I think that if you watch it now, in my, you know, being aware that it was 30 years ago, it still stands up. Yeah. Because it, it still, the first, like I say, two thirds of it or whatever, still stands up and it's still, and like you say, looking back, some of it was a bit corny. But at the time when you're just engrossing it, I did, it didn't register me as being corny. Well, it was all real, especially because I'm ridiculously gullible. So when Michael Parkinson's going, oh, well, this is the this, I'm like, yeah, well, Parkinson said it. It's true. And um, it's just like, oh, I still find up until the, the end, like I said, uh, yeah, terrified at the time, still terrifies me now. Yeah, I don't think I would happily watch it. Um, oh. I'd happily watch it again. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's such a good idea. I think they got like a record number of complaints. Yeah. Um, when that was aired as well. Um, yeah. Momentous, momentous television, and they are a generation traumatized. And uh, how good was my segue? <laughs> it was very, very good. Okay, better these. Yeah. Um, anything else on TV? Well, I'm surprised you've not. Have you? Is it because you've got one last thing you want to talk about? No, I missed something really obvious. Yeah. Oh, what is it? Um, Star Trek Next Generation. Oh, have I missed Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> that can't be right. I'm going to go do some research now. <laughs> we'll just put some hold music on for this part of the episode while you're going back. How have I missed Star Trek Next Generation? It's my best generation. <laughs> it's the best Star Trek. I don't know. What can I say? Maybe you're not as big a fan as you thought. Oh, no, that felt too mean. That it was, it was mean. mean. I mean, I'm not a complete Trekkie. You know, I'm not like, I've not seen every single episode of every single series. I've not seen Deep Space Nine, for example. Uh, but I will be watching that when we get to that um uh, decade, which I think is 2000. I could be wrong. Um, but either way, but oh, it's so good. How would that? How, I don't understand either how I've missed it, or I don't know how I'm genuinely a bit annoyed there. But I love Star Trek The Next Generation. It's, yeah. um, I love, well, anything with uh, what's his face in it? Um, Jean Luc Picard. What's his name? Um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Anything with Patrick Stewart in it is always worth a watch. When does um, Whoopi Goldberg turn up? Because that will pique my interest. Ask me for when. Oh, no, well, you don't case. even know when it started. Exactly. So. <laughs> but no, I loved that. I loved Worf. Worf was great. And Data. That were my two. Yeah. I just remember it was something that 
it kind of triggered me to go do my homework. So that would come on. I'm like, mm, yeah, nothing happening um, in this room right now. Might as well go do the homework. But I do remember it was a big deal. So I'm going to try and not be too callous about it. Well, the thing for me with Star Trek is it, this is why I wouldn't consider myself the biggest Trekkie in the world because I don't find it engrossing. I can just remember just sitting there as a kid and just being absorbed. I've said it's not engrossing, but uh, mm. being absorbed by this TV program, not really knowing what's going on. But just being like, there's aliens and there's spaceships and they're not really fighting. It's just a bit, and just being like absorbed by it. And and even if not knowing what's going on, still now it's not the sort of film where I would go, these this is the greatest film of all time. That was a, I, I don't come away with this. Like when I go see Star Wars at cinema, even if it's not the best Star Wars film, I still come away with this feeling of seeing something epic. Mm. With Star Trek, I don't. It feels like I've seen something nice. I think that's how I'd describe it, but it, Star Trek has always been a better TV series than a film anyway. But yeah, I'm, I'm genuinely a bit disappointed in myself for that. Well, maybe maybe it's that old US had it a year before we had it. Yeah, potentially. Or maybe I just didn't read my thing properly. Oh, I've brought this bit down as well now. <laughs> well, no, because I do get to speak about Star Trek for a minute, so it's all all right. Well, all I know about it now as well because of Big Bang Theory is Will Wheaton. Um, <laughs> would have never have even known his name if it wasn't for Big Bang Theory. I think he was only in Series 1. I could have that wrong. Someone will correct me on that, but he wanted it all the way through. What was his name? Will Wheaton. No. Oh, <laughs> what was his character's um, name? <laughs> oh, no. Um, oh, dear me. He was the son of Thingy. It and Wesley. It was Wesley. 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 Wesley Crusher. <laughs> Yes, um, you can see how good I am at names here. <laughs> so, yeah, Star Trek The Next Generation. I might watch some Star Trek after we finish this. I'll be too late to watch Star Trek after we finish this. Uh, anything else on, on television? No, I don't think so, but I will. I'm just going to make that case where it definitely lifted from 91, which was proper scraping the barrels. Um, some really good, like, even if you just pick out. Ab Fab and Men Behaving Badly being the you know the year that those two things started. That's you, epic enough for me. You can't just pick them to it. You've got to pick out 999 and Ghost Watch and Brian Conley Show and Gladiators and Touch Your Frost I and refuse. Games Master. Yeah, well, all yours. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones I've got written down. <laughs> so. I refuse to have Ghost Watch because it traumatized me too much. Um so yeah. Ab Fab and Men Behaving Badly. What was his name? Uh, Michael Moore, was it? No, that's the guy that did documentaries. What was the guy who did 999? What was his name? Michael Burke. Michael Burke. <laughs> no, Michael Moore did them documentaries. He did the 911 documentary. That was it, wasn't it? Did he? 911, not 911. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no numbers. <laughs> oh, is he? This? No. Um, did he do the McDonald's thing as well? The uh, Super Size Me. Yeah, but that's not him, is it? Oh, no. <laughs> no. What rabbit hole have we stumbled into? Oh, Why God. are you so worried about Michael Burke? I wasn't. I just couldn't remember his name. Oh. <laughs> I didn't want another Vanilla Ice, Rebecca Lou's incident. <laughs> Let's not bring that up again. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. Oh, and um, not really TV, but facts and events. Um, this um, is a correction from an assertion I made last episode in 1991 was that the Freddie Mercury concert probably happened in 91. It didn't. It happened in 1992. So there you go. So, so far you have been officially wrong more than me. <laughs> yeah. But, but only because you don't dare go check. Exactly. Yeah. But so officially <laughs> wrong. Uh, in fact, while we're, while we're throwing in little tidbits, um, I will mention, because it is significant, even if neither of us are that particularly bothered, um, the Premier League kicked off in 1992. It went from the kicked old first off. division. Oh, that wasn't even intentional. <laughs> that was just like unintentional brilliance. That's what we go with there. Uh, it just comes naturally to me now. But yes, it went from the old first division, which Leeds United won for the last time, to the Premier League. Oh, in fact, at the time it was called the Premiership, not the Premier League. Uh, so they went to the Premiership, which Man United then went on to Dement dominate largely to begin with uh, and then change to the Premier League and uh, we'll probably leave that there for now. I'm sure there'll be other relevant football news. Although at the time I was massively into football, more so because that's kind of what you had to do as a boy. You had to be into football. So there was more of that. It used to be the thing where I'd put the, the football on and then do something else at the same time so that I could then go and recite who had scored and who made the good pass. Um, and that kind of thing, but I've always, like I say, it's the stories, the stories, mm-hmm. which um, I'm going to say speaking of stories, but I can't do the segue there. But I am going to give you uh, my my little tidbit of film uh, news, which I realised, uh, and that is a certain actress or actor, I suppose you say, made her film debut in 1992 with a film that isn't on my list because it's shit. Uh, and Gillian Anderson made her film debut in 1992 in The Turning. Oh, I've never even heard of it. No. Was she like five? No. <laughs> no. X Files was 1990. <laughs> 1990. Not 1990s. Oh. She's not going to be five. <laughs> She didn't age 20 years in from 1992 to 1996. Okay. Do we have to watch that? <laughs> well, I'll probably watch it because she gets a kit off. All oh, right. Okay. But, well, but no, hey, we I might. <laughs> there you go. Not get but, a watch it. Not get... <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I'll probably avoid the film. It's not worth yeah. watching. Just fast forward to 23 minutes. 20 to what? <laughs> Thanks. I don't, I don't have to waste any time now. Good. Good stuff. All right, let's get this wrapped up. <laughs> I need to go and see if it's on Amazon Prime. Um, all right, so films. I have got a, a specific top 10. Um, they're not in any particular order, but I do have um, what I've listed as my... It was hard to break down and pick a favourite film, but I've kind of got a, a top three. Um I've got a 10. I don't have a top three. And one of my films comes with it, a confession. I think you should go first. (laughs) Cool. Okay. And I think you should start off with your confession. Okay, cool. Because I kind of want to get it out of the way. Um, So, The Bodyguard. Okay. Never seen it. Then why is it on your list? Well, because... (laughs) (laughs) because I come at this from a different way that you do. I still put stuff on the list because it's notable and it was sort of in consciousness and you couldn't not have a film list from 92 and not have the bodyguard on it. I've got a film list from 92 without the bodyguard on it. 
<laughs> because it's crap. It's it's not a very good film. Is because, it not even very good? Because I've seen it, so I can comment on this. Which was the thing you said that's with Rocky when you were telling me I was wrong about Rocky, having never seen it. I'm gonna make a suggestion henceforth, and yes, I've used the words henceforth, that, that maybe if we stick to the things we've seen, because then we can maybe, maybe discuss those things. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was important to mention, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to get quizzed on it, and I'm a very honest person, as you know. So, I just thought it was worth mentioning. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll guess I've got a nine then, if, I'm a, if I have to have seen all these things. Um, <laughs> well, you can't make a top ten of films if you haven't seen it. But it's for the year. It's not for me. Yeah, but how did you know it's worth mentioning if you don't see it? Because it was the best-selling film of that whole year. It was shit. Uh, um, I might go and watch it. Um, I, I still think it was the best-selling film that year because of the song. Yeah, probably. I think this, whereas I think a lot of films draw people to the song. I think the song drew people to the film. I'm starting to think... It's Kevin Costner you don't like because he would be common between this film and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And I'm starting to think, so if you also don't like Field of Dreams, we've got our connection. See, unlike you, I'm not going to comment on Field of Dreams because I've never seen it. (laughs) However, what I will say, and I could have this wrong, but I think it's Kevin Costner. I do like Waterworld. Okay, <laughs> that's controversial in itself because nobody else did. Yeah, no, but that's Kevin Costner, right? I'm right. Yeah, yeah. So no, I don't think it's a Kevin Costner thing. I just, I just think it's more of a shit film thing. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> that okay, was I'll some go. interesting noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's because every time you say it, it just breaks my heart a bit about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which needs to be R H. P-O-T. That's now R-H-P-O-T from here on in. It's just easier to say. Well, it's not. <laughs> I don't have a clue what you're talking about when you say that. Repot? Repot? <laughs> what? Repot. Yeah, I like that. Okay, Repot. Anyway, that was last year, Emma. Stop it. It's gone. Right, number 10, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I have right. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I'm lost. I have a controversial opinion i think it is <laughs> a little glance up. it's at least on a par if not mildly better than the first one i'd say that's not controversial i, I can see why someone would like one more than two and two more than one i don't i wouldn't have a problem either way that emma i think you're entitled to that opinion that well okay? done it irks me that i had that one on video and not the first one that might be what's going on here as well is i owned that one and not the first one, so maybe that's favouritism. But Tim Curry, outstanding in that film. Um, right, number nine, A League of Their Own, which is one of my all-time favourite films, and I have seen it. And a song, I had written it on my list, and this used to be my playground from the film by Madonna. Absolutely bloody love A League of Their Own. I need to watch it again. I, mean, I have two comments to make. Firstly... I'm going to come back to a League of Their Own, but I'm getting very confused because next to some of mine, I've done like a three, two, and one where I'm listing my top three. 
but on one of them is Home Alone 2. So I'm now trying to work out which is my number two because I've got Home Alone 2 and then another one with number two next to it. This is very confusing for me because I've also got one number three on and someone is this number three. This is hard. We'll come back to that. <laughs> if I sound confused, that's why. Uh, and I've never seen that film. Oh, I, I do genuinely like it. Um, Madonna, Gina Davies, Tom Hanks. Um, strong. What annoys me about it? It's a it's a film about women. Guess whose name's biggest on the fucking movie poster? Tom Hanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Hanks, thanks. Um, but yes, yeah, super great. If you and you know baseball, yay. Um, so, um, <laughs> so how much on. baseball do you like him? <laughs> Enough in that film. Right. That film's worth is, is as much as I like, and only when it's women playing it. Um, right, number eight, Sister Act. Uh, I like Sister Act. It's not made it onto my top ten. Ah, oh, okay. Um, I won't dwell on that. Um, seven, Aladdin. I like Aladdin. It's not made it onto my top oh, ten. Oh, my God. Is that a friend's That's reference? absolutely horrendous. How... No. But upon how, I'm going to need to know what stopped a lad, lad in getting on your list. It's one of Robin Williams' finest, definitely one of his finest voiceover moments. The, the other 10 films are of better quality. I'm going to, well, we'll see. Um, okay. Blimey. Um, the things you find out about people when you have to con- you know, concoct <laughs> top 10s. Um, Wayne's World. Oh yes, that that's an, a given. That's a I watched that again quite recently, not in preparation for this, just because it's a blooming good film. Yeah, and uh, it's just a cracker. It's brilliant, and it's it's so much cleverer than people might think. So it's funny. So you can just watch it as a funny comedy. But all that stuff they do about um, having product placement. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, all that um, talking to camera, um, breaking the fourth wall. It's actually an amazingly clever film. And yeah, I love it. And Wayne's World 2 will come on probably the next, it's either the next year or the year after that. It's just brilliant. Yeah. Um, I, it's one of the films where I don't overly laugh at. I just sit there with a big grin on all the way through. It's, yeah. Um, my favourite line uh, from it is when... I've forgotten Wayne and who? What Garth? Garth, oh, yeah. God, blimey, like uh, absolute mental block. Then they go into the guitar shop. They go into the music shop, um, and Garth plays on the drums, and he like does this amazing drum thing. He goes, "Thanks, Elektablik." It's just like, <laughs> oh, I love him. He's on my list. Garth, not Dana Carvey. Garth, be really clear about that. Um, okay, uh, number five, Death Becomes Her. Death Becomes Her. And therefore it would rank over Aladdin. Mm-hmm. It's a great film. And also, let's face it, horror. No, uh, oh, oh, no, I'm going to struggle with this one. Because um, we haven't had that debate yet today. And well, it wait is till horror. I get to number three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dreading telling you number three. Oh, Ghost Watch. It's pure horror. There we go. Yeah, but I hate that. So yeah, that doesn't point. count. But death becomes a is 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 comedy horror. Yeah, I might I might bow to that one because uh, there's some, but it's more cartoon because it's that kind of bouncing back from stuff. There's nothing horrific. 
because they get straight back up. And I would, that would just be my only argument. Freddy Krueger gets straight back up. No, I know, but they don't show pain in the way that the events yes. of that do. I would concur with that, but I also think that that depends on how you look at horror. If you look at horror as in it is purely traumatising, then then yes, but if you look at horror as it's a broad scope and there can be horror... Oh, God, that might be digging my own grave. Uh, oh, good one. Um, <laughs> there could be horror aspects in any film, then then yeah, and there can be horror aspects on any film. But, but that doesn't depends. make it a horror. No, you're correct. But when there's a... Yes, you are correct. Well done. <laughs> I'm a mansplaining at the minute. Is that what I'm doing? No, you're just... You are digging a hole. No, because... the. <laughs> But when there is enough of those horror tropes and enough of those horror moments, even if they're not traumatic, to me, that still makes it a horror, which is what death becomes. It has the horror tropes. It has the horror moments. It's just done in a way that's not overtly scary. Mm. And to me, horror doesn't have to be scary, as in, oh, my God, I'm petrified. You see, I would argue it does. You would be arguing incorrectly. Because that's like saying something can't, you know, a comedy doesn't have to make you laugh. I don't laugh at Wayne's World, but I class Wayne's World as a comedy. Mm, it's interesting. I'm yet to be convinced, but it's the closest you've got to convincing me. But mm. right, number four, Reservoir Dogs. Yes, yes, it is my top film. I'm just panicking because thinking I haven't wrote it down and I have it's at the top of the list. That's why I missed it. It's the, one of the greatest films of all time. Yes, it really is. Um, it's it's so clever as well. Um, yeah, heist film. Didn't see the twist. I didn't. I didn't like the. I remember the. I remember watching it the first time and not guessing anywhere near who the undercover cop was. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> Oh, I think it says at the start of the film that one of them's an undercover cop, doesn't yeah. it? And it, so that's fine. Um, it's so tempted to, to to say who it is, but yeah, I love it. Um, I hate the song um, "Stuck in the Middle with You" because it. Oh, so the, you see, you're not going to make a point that this isn't a horror. This isn't a horror just because someone's ears gets cut off. Spoiler alert. No, I mean that's a horror moment. The horror moment, but it's not a horror film. Good. Okay. It's a heist movie. That's yeah, good. So I, I think I'd define page. it. Yeah. I think that's what I'd class it as. That's just good. Um, yeah. And just an amazing cast. It's super cool. I remember I bought the sound, one of those where I bought the soundtrack because the soundtrack's really cool as well. Um, yeah. Just tip top. I came really late to this film. Probably in my 20s when I watched it. And I can remember it's been like, how cool is this? Just right from the start, like you said, with the soundtrack and the way everyone's introduced and it's Mr. Green mm. and Mr. Blue and Mr. Pink and all this stuff. And the, I'm out of the trying the staff in that coffee shop, don't they? Yeah. And it's like, was, how cool is that? Just for, that should be a really crap introduction to a film, but it isn't. It's brilliant. And they've got that, yeah, they've got that whole, there's, um, they're having that discussion about Madonna, aren't they? And stuff like that. And then the guy, the guy that's in charge, is it Joe? He goes, and then he says something like that. I just love the way he tells her the days. These are going to be your names, Mr. Blue, Mr. Orange. He's <laughs> just so grumpy. He's not on my list. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and it is. It, it, it's such an unnatural kind of start to a film like that because it'd normally be like really slick. But yeah, that you know, they're having coffee and breakfast together. 
Um, I need to rewatch it. I've not seen it in years. Yeah, great film. That that's that's my number one uh, of my list was uh, Reservoir Dogs. So I've just got two left because I've already mentioned the Bodyguard. Uh, have you so seen them both? I have seen them both, and I'm gonna do all right. So I'm gonna do the. <laughs> so next, I'm gonna mention is Batman Returns because yes. I do. Uh, I think it's brilliant. So Michael Keaton is the best Batman. I will not be taking any questions on this, but he just is the best Batman, and and he's just they're really good baddies in that film as well. I remember. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer um, <laughs> as Catwoman. Uh, she was brilliant. Danny DeVito as Penguin. Um, is there a third one? Oh, and you've got um, Christopher Walken as a kind of baddie, but he's not really like one of those cartoony comic strip baddies as well. Yeah, love it. It massively amuses me the way you were looking at me when you were saying that my kid is the best Batman. Batman? Batman. Um, as if you're expecting me to disagree. Do you expect me to disagree with that? Well, you disagree with 99% of the things I say. Uh, there's a certain <laughs> quality to 99% of the things that you say. However, on this occasion, you are completely correct. My kid is phenomenal Batman. Um, just out of all of them, maybe, oh crap, Adam West. Uh, he's an epic Batman, but for different reasons, because it was yeah. a completely different Batman. You couldn't get Michael Keaton to do Batman the way Adam West did, for example. But it's, it's oh, my, it's, and I, I always forget how good an actor Michael Keaton is. You look mm-hmm. at the roles he's played, going from, from Batman Returns, which has elements of horror in it, to, to Beetlejuice to um, whatever films he's been in that I've forgotten. Mm. But he's got this epic range, and, and I don't think I've... I mean, he's been in bad films, but he's never been bad in a film. Yeah. is is phenomenal. And I think, I, I could be wrong with this. I'm sure I read somewhere recently that he's going to be playing Batman, like an older version of Batman somewhere. Oh, I'm yes. sure I read that, because you've got the dude from Twilight playing Batman. So I don't know whether he's playing like... A future Batman. his dad. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I've got that wrong. Maybe I've got mixed up somewhere. <gasps> but... Maybe he has bat babies. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, bat babies. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's only um, obviously the first Batman, which unfortunately is in the 80s so can't talk about it for this one but that's the only one that but still got the best batman um right so the only film i've not mentioned that's on my top 10 is and is bram stoker's dracula nope it's not on your list i've not seen it wow but uh, i think it, again is it's interesting this episode and some of these how i miss star trek and I miss Bram Stoker's Dracula, <laughs> but you're including the, the epic horror that is Bram Stoker's Dracula oh, yeah, genuinely in your list am. of films. Yeah. Genuinely am. Um, so it's a bit geeky. Um, and one of my modules at university was American films that have books linked to them, and we did Dracula. So it's one of those where we studied it. But it is also a delight, and... I'm going to sort of like precursor this, but I absolutely adore Keanu Reeves. I think he's just a really lovely guy, but he is such a shit actor and particularly in Dracula. And he has like this line where he kind of, and he does it like so wooden, like more wooden than one of the stakes put for Dracula's heart. <laughs> uh, he kind of goes, um, 
I love you, Mino, like that. <laughs> and, and he's trying to do an English accent in it as well. So there's like all that joy. Gary Oldman is like the campest kind of over-the-top Dracula you've ever seen, and he's like awesome in it. But there's also, there's a load of Eddie Izzard stand-up where they talk a lot about Dracula in thing, but I know that they're referencing this film and there is this this thing where like he's written a letter to them as they're in the carriage and just signs it duh and, <laughs> and the voiceover just says duh um it's it's um and it's francis ford coppola that directed it as well and you kind of can't go how how is this your work as well he's probably thinking that it's one of the loveliest messiest should be really it probably is shit but I do really like it. It is a horror. Great. I've never seen it. I will add it to my list of films to watch. Oddly enough, I've never been the biggest fan of Dracula films. I quite like... I'm, I'm very keen on vampire stuff. Um, when we, uh, I don't know what decade it'll be. I'm guessing 2010s. Uh, True Blood is... I love True Blood, and that's very yeah. much vampire stuff. Um, but Dracula, I've never been overly keen on. I think it's just a little... I can't believe I'm about to say this because it doesn't apply anywhere else. I think Dracula's a little bit too camp for me. And, you know, you know what I'm like. <laughs> I, well, um, this one, this film's not going to improve that because <laughs> it's, it's extremely camp, but for all the right reasons. Oh, there we go. What films have I not said that you've got well some the epic ones essentially <laughs> uh, and some horrors that you've missed oddly enough um but oh i've got another good segue you ready you would spoke speaking about american films that are associated to books of mice and men was 1992 mm-hmm. which yeah. i love that film and um yeah i wept like a baby at the end of that film never seen it Never seen it. No. If, if you want to see me weep like a baby, just ask me to play with the rabbits. That's uh, all okay. you need to do. Uh, great film. Um, uh, for slightly different reasons, Basic Instinct was 1992. <laughs> Does that make you weep? <laughs> <laughs> it makes something weep. Um, the, the, then we move I on to... a dirty laugh. <laughs> And then we move on to the sci-fi horror that, that is Alien Free. Okay. Um, which is where I got confused before um, because I'd wrote down that's Alien Free and now I'm coming to my number for uh, whatever. Uh, okay. Um, oh, uh, actually, yeah, sorry. So the have I said all these? Oh, two more. So, yes, yeah, so uh, my third one, so these will be my top three. The first one, as I mentioned, is Reservoir Dogs. So if I'm counting down, the, the third one would be Candyman. Which is pure oh, okay. horror. I have, I have actually seen it. Yeah, um, very scary. I think this year the remake's coming out of that, and it looks it, really good. Does it? I get really pissy about remakes because I think most of the time we don't need them. And I just thought Candyman was genuinely a scary film. I don't know. Some of the, that's how you remember it, I guess. But wouldn't have thought we needed a remake. No, oh, I agree. Um, I think that most. I don't think we need a Candyman remake. But if it's good enough, I'm happy yeah. with that. Um, but yeah, there's been some horror. Like, I think of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake, which was just diabolical. Did not enjoy it at all. But either way, we'll come to that at some point. Um, you've got that to look forward to. Yay! 
Uh, and then we come on to what would have been number two in my list, which is Universal Soldier. So another Jean-Claude Van Damme following on from Jean-Claude Van Damme in Double Impact from 1991. Universal Soldier is a great film. It's pure cheese. It's <laughs> And it, it's got what, in my opinion, is possibly the greatest sequence of slow motion gun action ever, where they're just shooting each other. Right at the beginning of the film, two blokes in like a village in Vietnam or it was with machine guns shooting each other, and there's like blood splitting out, and they're doing this slow motion kind of ah, <laughs> and it's, it went on for about 30 seconds. It's epic. Um, yeah, okay, I've never seen it. So, all of those films. Reservoir Dogs, Alien 3, Home Alone 2, Batman Returns, Candyman, Wayne's World of Mice and Men, Basic Instinct, Universal Soldier and Death Becomes Her are all better than Aladdin. No. Without including the ones you haven't seen, <laughs> which ones aren't as good as Aladdin? Which ones aren't as good as Aladdin? Um, can you say them again? <laughs> yeah. Reservoir Dogs, you've seen. Would you have that above or below Aladdin? Above. Right, okay, so that's one. Alien 3, have you seen that? I have. Right, above or below Aladdin? Below. All right, you're not playing the game properly, will you? Anything else on films or film from 1992? No, have you seen Aladdin? Yes. You have seen it? Yes, I went to the cinema to see it. It's a good film, I enjoy Aladdin. Oh, it's broke my heart a bit more that you saw it at the cinema, it still didn't make it. It's a great film. I would happily watch it again. However, there are 10 better films in the world from 1992 than Aladdin, in my opinion. Okay. Which is inclined to be fact, but whatever. (laughs) There's nothing else else that I've got on film, but I, I was... I was very happy when I started seeing like the list of films from 92. And I just think this is another one where it's just going to keep getting better and better. Have you had a sneak peek at uh, 1993 yet? No, I um, I can't work that way. Right. Neither have I, because my brain would go wrong. Yeah. I'd start referencing, the, I mean, already referencing the wrong things probably. Um, it was sketchy on my um, Star Trek knowledge. So I would not try and start looking at other stuff. Um, as well I'm going to go watch all of the next generation before next Sunday <laughs> just, oh, just yeah. as, as punishment for not oh, knowing but he's probably going to like go into 93 yeah, so we'll, have, we'll have a Star Trek special next week well who are we getting in to co-host that just me and you the same way we did the SummerSlam 92 special this week what where I got my water yeah <laughs> You know, I'm here for these moments. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you um, to rate the music of 1992 out of 10. Have you got last week's scores? I have. I'm even looking at them. Okay. I'm going with, because what occurred to me is that I've got Britpop to come, which is my 10. So eight. Which is the same as you've given 1990 and 1991. Oh, yeah. no, sorry, 1991. Um, should we abandon the scores, do you think? Are they going to be a bit more tiresome than... I, yeah, I mean, I was never fully on board. Um... <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that you're uh, you're letting me have my little moment in the sun. Yeah. 
that's that's what friends are for but yeah I'm quite relieved what would you but now I just need to know what would have your score been for the music <laughs> so I can get sort probably of probably a, a nine a nine yeah I think I actually preferred the music this time to to 91 even though you didn't have Jimmy Nail on your list it was a nine new weapon <laughs> I used to date a lass from Newcastle, and if she's watching, um, away. <laughs> That's the I don't limit. know if that That's means it I... ended on good terms or bad terms from that. Oh no, she was all right. We could, we could do a uh, we if if someone had a podcast about crazy exes, I could come on that and talk nice things about her. Ah, oh, that's not what my um, podcast is about. <laughs> If you need someone to come and talk bad things about an ex, I can also do that. That's not what it's about either. Dearie me. Um, yeah, well, either way. Sub show. <laughs> spin off. <laughs> um, anyway, stop trying to plug your podcast, Emma. We're not, we're not doing Crazy X. We're doing Decapod. It was only the second time we've mentioned the name of the show this time. Settling in for me a bit. Yeah. Also, um, and this is, is wholly inappropriate. It's completely irrelevant, and 99.9% of people listening to this won't understand this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Fuck you, Robin Bates. Um, <laughs> well, he won't hear it. <laughs> he hasn't even listened to teasers, really, yet. <laughs> Either way, you know, I needed to get it out of my system, and I will clip that and send it to him. I feel like that could have been something you just sent him as a voice text. <laughs> I, well, like I have. I have. It's not... <laughs> But it needs to be public. It needs to be broad. I just um, can I. I just want to release a statement, Robin. I do not stand by Terry's comments. And if we're being hoiked out of a group, please, my 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 loyalty is with you. <laughs> Fuck you, Emma Morgan. <laughs> so, what are your overall thoughts on 1992? Is there anything that massively stands out for you now we've recollected it? Have I managed to change your mind on anything? Have I put a thrown something in there you'd have gone oh my god I didn't think of that Terry that's such a good suggestion no nothing oh. um, <laughs> I, I don't quite know how our friendship's going to continue with the Aladdin thing um, so that's going to take a little bit of getting over um, you said that about Robin Hood Prince of Thieves last yeah, week I know, here I am yeah. here I am it's fine I'm sure it's fine um, just this this one cut deep I think I said the last one cut deep as well um, no I don't it's really weird um, I was so excited when I look at it I kind of go yeah yeah it was a year um, I don't know how much it's helped sort of the whole bringing Ghost Watch back up to the surface so um, sleeping with the light on tonight with that and yeah, just feel sad for you and your whole Star Trek <laughs> thing. I love this year. I think looking back now, after talking about it, I'm even more fond of it. I think there's some awesome music there, um, in- including some of the ones you suggested, excluding Jimmy Nail. <laughs> um, I was really impressed with TV. All of it, and the, there's some cracking films there as well. But I, I think I'd look at it and just say this: all really, really good. I don't think there's much bad about 1992. There's there's maybe not anything where... I'm not sure that much from here would make a top 10 of the decade. Mm. I think if I look at... I will, we'll discuss this later, maybe at the end of this series. Who knows? <laughs> um, but, you know, potentially Reservoir Dogs might make it into a top 10 on films. 
maybe oh. God Gave Rock and Roll to You might make it into a top ten of songs. Have we got to? Are we? Are we having one each? Have we got to agree them together? Agree what together? <laughs> the the overall top tens. We got to agree them together. Or are we having one each? Oh, oh, you mean for the end of the series? Yeah. No, my suggestion for this is that, for example, we'll do films. So you will create your own top 10 of the 1990s. I will create my top 10 of the 1990s, some of which will overlap. That will form the initial list. We then have to work (laughs) out the rest. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Which is worth the listen. You could could almost skip the rest of the shows and go to that because that will be interesting a bit. (laughs) Well... It's going to be, that's going to be a shouty episode. Ah, ah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you're probably right. So is there any uh, any final thoughts on 1992? No, none from me. Okay. And um, 1993, is there anything you're aware of in advance, anything you're looking forward to? Do you think it's going to be better or worse than 1992? I, I reckon it's going to weave out. I don't think it's going to be any better, but I don't think it's going to be any worse. I think, and I could be wrong with this, I'm going to stick my neck on the chopping block. I reckon there's going to be a dip in quality next year. (laughs) I think that when I look at the films that have come out that we've covered so far, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything that's coming up soon. I can think of a lot that's coming up in the late 90s. And I know that there's a lot of stuff about your favourite year, 95, but I think there's going to be a bit of a dip in quality, so that could make for even more entertaining discussion. I do, yeah. Probably more fun when there's like shit stuff to talk about. I mean, there was shit stuff to talk about today. It's just that <laughs> you haven't seen it, so. <laughs> okay, I uh, I am uh, I'm going to say goodbye, but I am going to leave the the mighty Emma Morgan to uh, to, to to say goodbye to you all. Okay, thanking you. So that was 1992, um, a year that Jimmy Nail captured our hearts without any doubt. There was no doubt, Jimmy, you are in my heart forever. Um, And also someone not to particularly upset was Billy Ray Cyrus because he was um, birthing Miley Cyrus in that year as well. Um, So lots of stuff going on in there. Everybody knows that Star Trek The Next Generation made its debut in 92 as well, and we were all traumatised <laughs> by Ghost Watch um, being on television. Um, watch out for pipes, is all I'm going to say. And, yeah, agreeing with my friend here that Reservoir Dogs is the pinnacle of film for that year, Um closely followed by Disney's Aladdin um, and make sure you check out a league of their own for that baseball-y fun oh and I'm going to drop like one last fact in just as a treat um the year 1992 was the year that Betty Boothroyd was elected as <laughs> speaker of the house of commons and was the first female speaker to be elected to that position now if that's not a good thing to end this episode on I don't know what is I mean, <laughs> you started off, and this 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 threw me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. You started off by saying thanking you, and then you went on to say to say Sorry. Jimmy, and I thought you were going a completely different direction because there's only one Jimmy I know that says thanking you, and I I didn't think that's I that that threw me did that. 
that's not where that comes from, is it? Because yes. I <laughs> Yes, that, that's where that comes from. It's the whole <laughs> thanking you. I say that all the time. <laughs> At the start of this episode, ladies and gentlemen, we're discussing that that often with me, what what goes in my head comes out my mouth. I think that we've seen that applies to more than just me today. Oh, I need to. Re- I need a new. Um, <laughs> need a new handoff. You you need a new what? A handoff. <laughs> You could just say thanks instead of that might work. <laughs> oh, I'm shook. I'm absolutely shook. I need to need I need to now go back and think about all the people that I've said that to in recent years. This is like another word that I didn't know what it meant and used to call people it all the time, not knowing what it meant. But I'm not going to say it. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> Does that wrap the show up? Hi girls, Eddie Hitler here, come and get it.